All right. Oh, somebody says, let's say this together. Our Father. Our Father. In the name of your Son. In the name of the Son. As we welcome 2023. As we welcome 2023. We welcome it in revelation. We welcome it in revelation. In the light. In the light. In precision. In precision. And accuracy. And accuracy. There is no confusion. There is no confusion. There is no distraction. There is no distraction. Your word is taught in simplicity. And accuracy. And accuracy. Everyone can be old. Everyone can be old. As we see ourselves. As we see ourselves. Genesis 1, verse 1 to 5, we've been on this part since Friday, and we've been looking at it. Genesis 1, verse 1 to 5. It says, In the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of, the, of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. In verse 4 it says, and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. And he called the light day. And darkness he called night. And in the evening and the morning were the first day. We said, if you followed us, I will just try and do a recap because we've been on this path since Friday. And we said that in Genesis, when it says darkness, darkness is a spiritual reality. It's not talking about a physical darkness. That's why you read in the scriptures where it says that you are children of darkness. You are children of the night. You are children of the day. So he wasn't talking about a physical day or a physical night or a physical time. He was talking about a spiritual reality. But that's not what we want to share. We want to share something about discouragement this morning. So that as we progress in the year, as we progress, as we move forward this year, I want you to understand that in the beginning, we have a lot to learn from God. And we said there is a fight. There is a war. There is a fight we have to fight. And we cannot just sit down and be looking at things go the way it ought to go. So we have a lot to learn from God. In the beginning, God started his plan and his purpose. He created man to function in that plan. Genesis 1 verse 26, he says, And he created man to be in his image and likeness. And we said, Any man who is born again, who is born of the Spirit, is born in his image and likeness. So, we now said that he has created man to function in and actualize in that plan. But if you see in Genesis 3, the man that God created rebelled in his plan. He chose to listen to the devil instead. In Genesis 3, the man that God created listened to the devil. And this was God's first attempt, but God never turned his back on his plan. What was his plan? His plan in Genesis 1 verse 26 to 28, in verse 28, it says, And God blessed them and said to them that they should be fruitful, multiply, replenish, and subdue the earth. So the plan for Adam was to replenish, subdue the earth. But instead, he chose to listen to the devil. So he couldn't fulfill the plan that God had said. So that means there was a plan that God had for man. But man, the first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve, they couldn't actualize that plan. So, because they listen to the devil. So, but as you study the scriptures, you will understand that you will see that there was a lot of setbacks 
Yet, they were not sufficient to make God give up on his plan. That's why you will say that immediately Adam gave birth to, or Eve gave birth to Cain. Cain said, Eve said, I'm giving birth to a man from the Lord. What happened again? Cain killed Abel. She made a mistake. She was like, ah, what happened? They gave birth to Seth. What happened again? You know, so God kept looking for man. Genesis 3 verse 15. You see, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. So, that shows that God was making sure that his plan will come to pass. I've always told you that if you study the genealogy very well, this begat this, this begat this, and this begat this, everything ended at Jesus. Because the seed of the woman has to bruise the heel of the serpent. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that is the man, Christ Jesus, what he came to do. So he fulfilled what God has said from Genesis 3. So God has started his plan through Adam. But Adam disobeyed. Cain was to continue. Cain became rebellious. Instead of, so Abel was to do the plan, Cain killed Abel. So who was to do it? They gave it to another guy called Seth. They kept moving on. They gave it to another guy called Enoch. The Bible says, and Enoch walks with the Lord. Then you see another guy called Noah. Look at in Genesis 8. Genesis 8. I'm going somewhere. We're going to study. We're trying to study discouragement. So that you will understand that even God himself had setbacks. God himself had setbacks. In the days of Noah, the flood came. And what happened? What happened to Noah? In Genesis 9. Look at in Genesis 9. God now retreated the plan again in Genesis 9 verse 1. What did he say? Let's read it together. And God, God bless God Noah. Wait, hold on. Is everybody there? Yes. Alright, one, two, ready, go. Genesis 9 verse 1. And God, God bless Noah and his son and Is that what God said in Genesis 1 verse 20? Yes, sir. The same plan. Why? Because a man has not actualized his plan. I've told you before, what is God's plan? That the whole earth will be filled with the glory of God just as the waters covers the sea. So in the days of Noah, God simply retreated that plan again. So that in the beginning, the nations of the earth will come into the knowledge of God. So, this God, so that shows God tried in Adam, he failed. God tried in Noah, in Cain, he failed. God tried even in Abel, Abel was killed. God tried in Enoch. He kept trying till he got to Noah. Noah built the ark. Did all of those things. So God also had setbacks. So God also was disappointed. Ah, why is my plan not working? Why is this thing not going in the direction I want it to go? So, but God kept trying. So no matter what it is, we are still born of the Spirit of God. Because we are born in His image. We are born in His likeness. We are born in... Now, I told you, I told you, I said, you are born in the image of your parents, right? You look like your parents, Abby, yes, yes. right? Yes, so what makes you born in the image of God and in the likeness of God is you being born again. You being born in the spirit, by the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So by you being born by the spirit, you being born again, you now have the nature of God in you. So one of the tools that the devil will use is discouragement. Discouragement is one of the weapons of the enemy. Is one of the weapons of God's. Is one of the weapons that the enemy uses against God's army. And you must be wise so that you don't surrender the victory we already have to the enemy. 
The Bible made us to understand that we are we are we are we are we are made more than conquerors. We are victorious. It says in Colossians 2 verse 15, having spoiled principalities and power, he made sure of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So that shows you and I are born from victory. Say, I am born from victory. I am born from victory. You're not saying it like we mean. I am born from victory. You are born from victory. So that shows you live in a victorious life already. So, as a believer, you must be wise not to fall into the trap of God's into the trap of the enemy. So after Adam fall, after Adam fell, what the God says in Genesis 3 verse 15, he says, I will put an enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and thy seed, and he shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So in that text, what was God saying? He made it very clear that the seed of the serpent would always oppose and wage war against the seed of the woman. But the seed of the woman will always win. Because we are born for victory. Jesus rose from the dead. So that shows you and I are born for victory. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, we cannot say we are victorious. Are you getting what I'm saying? If Jesus didn't rise again, you and I cannot boast and say we are victorious. That is why 1 Corinthians 15 made us to understand he says, if Christ be not raised from the dead, you are yet in your sins and your faith is vain. You won't even have the audacity to say you are a Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows you are born for victory. Say, I am born for victory. I am born for victory. So if Satan had the effrontery to make moves to hinder God's plan in the beginning, who are you? Satan had the effrontery to hinder God's plan from the beginning. In the beginning, the Bible says in Genesis 1, verse 1, it says, God created heaven and earth. In the next verse, in verse 2, he says, And the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the space of the deep. That's Satan challenging the authority of God. In Genesis 3, that's when God said, Let there be light. And there was light. In Genesis 2, verse, Genesis 2, Genesis 3, God created man. Man was supposed to function in his likeness. You know, God created a man. Breathe inside him, and the devil had the effrontery to come and attack that man. How much more you that they gave birth to, <laughs> that your mother gave birth to? You don't understand. God gave God breath his nursery into a man called Adam. You, you know, they did not breathe nursery into you. And Satan had the effrontery to come and confront that one. So who do you think you are? <laughs> so Satan will always come at you. Hallelujah! You must get ready for it. But see. The enemy's work is just to make you discouraged, to frustrate you, but they cannot touch you. Hallelujah. They can't. So when God sent Moses to Pharaoh, what did he do? He prepared him ahead. Exodus 3 verse 19. Let's go there quickly. Exodus 3 verse 19. Am I too fast? No, I'm not. <laughs> Exodus 3 verse 19. I have a lot to share, so that's why I'm trying to beat my thigh. Exodus 3 verse 19. He says, I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by my mighty hand. So that shows. Now listen. God sent Moses an error. What did he tell Moses? Go and tell Pharaoh and say, let my people go. And God told him that, see, I am sure that Pharaoh will not let you go, except by signs and wonders. I thought, if God sends you an error, everything is supposed to be plain. The valley, there should be no storms. There should be no attack, oppositions. There should be no issues. Everything should not be moving 
Wow, God sent me riding on eagle's wings. No! <laughs> no! Moses probably underestimated the gravity of everything. It was when Moses got there and said, Ah! <laughs> you don't understand the fight that happened. It was a conquest. If you read from Exodus 3, it was a strong battle from Exodus 3 to Exodus 14. It was in Exodus 15 they were like, Ah! Who is like unto thee? Oh God! Who is like unto thee? You know, because Moses had to battle the gods of Egypt. Moses, I'm sure, as at Exodus 3, when God was telling Moses, Moses was underestimating Pharaoh and said, What's he? Have I not done? Have I not killed people before 40 years ago? Have I not done things before? You know? But he says, Pharaoh told him and said, Go and tell your God that I don't know him and I will not let Israel go. Look at the Exodus 5, verse 1 to 9. Look at what Moses said. Look at what, look at what happened. Exodus 5. Exodus 5. Afterwards. Exodus 5. Are you there? Yes. Exodus 5. He says, And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh and said, And said, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Ah. I'm sure when he first said that, the first thing, ah, she are whining me. You know? <laughs> you know? But in verse 3, he says, they said, the God of Israel has met with us. Let us go. Let's pray. Three days journey and all of those things. So they kept adding those tussles. They kept adding those battles. If you read from Exodus 3 to Exodus 14, you will see it. So it was Moses. So Moses confronted Pharaoh with the word of God. And things even became worse. When Moses told the Israelites that God wanted to deliver them, they responded with faith. They responded with grandness. They responded with thanksgiving. But Pharaoh fought them and things became worse. Look at it. Exodus 4, verse 29 to 31. Exodus 4, verse 29 to 31. I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm, trying, I'm just laying a foundation. Exodus 4, verse 29 to 31. And Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of Israel, children of Israel, in verse 30. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken unto Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed. And when they heard the Lord and visited the children of Israel and that he had looked upon their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshipped. So they saw that, okay, God was with them and God wanted to rescue them. In Exodus 5 verse 20 to 21, Exodus 5 verse 20 to 21, are you there? Am I too fast? No, I'm not, right? Okay, let me slow down. Exodus 5 verse 20 to 21 it says they met Moses and Pharaoh and stood <laughs> and they stood in the way and they came in forth for Pharaoh verse 21 and they said the Lord look upon you and the judge because ye have made the savor and abode the eyes of Pharaoh and the eyes of the servant to pull the sword of their hand to slay us so this is typical of how many people responded when the enemy fight back they turned their back in the face of war. I told you, we started this series on Friday, fighting the war. Many of us don't know how to fight the war. We don't know how to stay in the place of prayer. We don't know how to stay strong and fix our heart on what God has said. You know, you could have been like Moses too. They told, most God told Moses to go and tell Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, who is your God that I will listen to you? You know, you could also have gone back and said, guys, I don't God, see, the person you sent me to did not believe you. So let me go home and just go and rest. And you just be discouraged. No. Moses persisted. 
till he got his results. Moses persisted. When Moses first told the Israelites that God wanted to deliver them, they were happy. So do you think, so now, do you think that you will just shoot arrows on the enemies and they will surrender to you? You think, okay, things will just go well, you prayed, okay, things go well, you were delivered and all of those things and things will just go well. No! Satan will always want to fight. So it is not arrogant for any believer to think that Satan will fight back when he declares war in his kingdom. It is not, don't, don't be, the Bible made us to understand that, don't be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Don't be ignorant. Are you getting what I'm saying? Satan is always trying to fight. As we approach 2023, hope you know that some people have died between 12 o'clock and now. Hope you know. Hope you know. So do you think that it's the will of God that people will die? No. It's to let you know that Satan is not resting. This, I'm, I'm just, we, are not, we are not trying to mock anyone. But some people have shouted up in here at 12 o'clock and by now 11 a.m. now, they are no more. Hope you know. That's to tell you that Satan is fighting. He does, he is restless. And I told you yesterday, I said, I said that anytime he sees God's plan, he doesn't have an agenda. He doesn't have. But once he just sees that, oh, this person is doing God's plan, he's coming for you. That's what he's doing. Once he just sees that, ah, this one wants to fulfill God's plan, he wants to do something. Ah, this one is trying to make it. This one is trying to do something. He's just coming. He's just trying to stop it. He did not have a plan before. The plan is only working on the plan that you have or that God has for your life. Just to stop it. So don't be ignorant. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make you devil conscious. I'm trying to make you understand that we live in a spiritual world and you must be conscious of it. You must be conscious of it. So you have to declare war. Hallelujah. You have to declare war. You declare war in prayers. You declare war in not giving up. You have to. So, you have to declare war. So, when, so when you declare war, you think that Satan will just look back and just be fighting. Risk it. Well done. Keep, keep winning. No. Many believers don't prepare themselves for repetitive attacks. They succumb to discouragement. The, that feeling of discouragement Oh, I don't want to pray again. Oh, I don't want to go to church again. Oh, I don't want to do something again. Oh, I don't trust people again. Oh, I don't want to do I, I don't want to do life again. That feeling of discouragement is where he's trying to get you. He's trying to isolate you. Because once he gets you in that place, he will now puncture you, deal with you, beat you hell, blue, black, all of those things. And his mission is not going to finish till you are dead. Jesus told us, John 10, verse 10. The thief coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So the only mission of the devil is to steal, kill, and destroy. He does not wish you good. Are you getting what I'm saying? He has never wished anyone good. If the devil stopped God's plan in Genesis 1, <laughs> God's plan, how much more you? He told Moses, Moses was to go to Pharaoh. You know, Moses was just thinking, I was just going to tell to the king. Just let my people go. And the king just say, oh yeah, go. All of the children here, go. But look at the kind of war and battle they have to fight. Such that even when they release them, eh? when they release them, they still went after them. And they, ah. They release them and say, go. But after, ah. They just looked back and saw that. 
horses were chasing them. People were chasing them. <laughs> so they needed a miracle. That was the miracle. The, the, one of the arguably the greatest miracle in the scripture is that that um, a Red Sea in their very eye. Moses says, stand here and you see the salvation of God. In their very eye, a sea parted. You know what a sea means? It's not lake. We're not made of lake. Sea. Sea parted. Ah, that's a miracle. Glory to God. That's a miracle. Sea parted. And the Bible says they walked on dry land. <laughs> but that's because they chose not to give up. But you know if it was you, you don't say, ah, ah. After all the battles we fought, after all the battles we fought in Egypt, they are still chasing us. Well, let them just cuckoo kill us there in the wilderness. But they got to, you know, if you, if you were the one, you know, those guys got to the Red Sea. And they started blaming Moses. You could have just cuckoo leave us there. Let's just stay at home where we are, where we are carrying block all around and doing slavery. We could have just stayed there. Than bringing us here and letting us die inside the water and they will not do befitting prayer for us. Those are the things they were telling Moses. So they stood and Moses said, Even Moses, I'm sure he would have escaped. God, I beg, don't disgrace me here. <laughs> oh God, don't disgrace me. And Moses said, Stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. And he parted the rest with his rod. Hiyah. In their very eye. You don't understand. I can't imagine. I know the funniest thing about those guys. Even after that miracle, they did not believe God. I can't imagine it. That's to let you know that miracles has never been. The yastic of believing the gospel. Never base your life on, oh, because that man of God used the sea. That, that's why you are believing the gospel. No. Mm-mm. Oh, because I get money from God. I get a um, car from God. I get this and that. That is a fake way of believing God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Believe God because it's your righteousness. Believe God for his salvation. Believe God because he can save. Not because he can give you car. Not because he can give you money. Not because he can give you all of those things. That is not it. They saw miracle in their very heart. How God parted the rest and they walked on dry land and they closed back. And yet the Bible says they all perished in the wilderness. <coughs> so back to what we are saying. Many believers don't know. Moses even almost got discouraged. In Exodus 5, look at Moses. Moses was almost discouraged. Exodus 5, verse 22 to 23. Exodus 5, verse 22 to 23. Exodus 5, verse 22 to 23. So one thing in this new year that you must refuse is you must refuse discouragement. Tell your neighbor, say you must refuse discouragement. You're not sounding like you mean it. You must refuse discouragement. You must. So whatever God has said to you, whatever God has said, it must come to pass. See, there's something so strong on my heart. And I've been saying this since Friday. And I told you, I said, whatever God has said, has to come to pass in this 2023. Those prophecies that has been hanging over your life since you were born, they've been telling you will be this, you will do that. It has to come to pass in 2023. Are you getting what I'm saying? But see, it will not come to pass by sitting down. It will not come to pass by watching and say, they said it will come to pass. They said it will come to pass. No, it is a fight and a war. You don't understand. God created a man, and the devil had the effrontery to, de- to deceive the man that God created. God had to go again. Okay, he said, the sin of the woman will bruise the head of serpent. Okay, Cain gave birth. Eve gave birth to a woman. 
to a man. Look at what she said in Genesis 4. Look at what she said. Just put your hand in there in Exodus 4. Look at what she said in Genesis 4, verse 1. Genesis 4, verse 1. Quickly go there. One, two, ready, go. What did she say? Oh, I'll wait for you. Genesis 4, verse 1. His wife and conceived. He says, I have gotten a man of the Lord. She misjudged it. She was thinking, okay, this is the person that, okay, if Adam failed, Cain would do it. But what did Cain do? Ha! As Cain started growing up, Cain did not look like it. Are you seeing how the devil walk? Anger filled Cain. The Bible made us to understand that the devil entered Cain. He killed somebody again. The first killing in the Bible happened from the person that is supposed to replace the plant. <laughs> to tell you how the devil is relentless. Very relentless. It doesn't stop till you are finished. Once he has finished you, he will move. Jesus made us to understand. John 10 verse 10. The thief coming to steal, to kill and to destroy. He says, but I have come. That you may have life and have it more abundantly. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Look at Exodus 5. Go back there. Exodus 5, verse 22 to 23. Even Moses was almost discouraged. The Bible says in Exodus 5, verse 22, he says, And Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, has thou so evil entreated these people? Why has thou sent me? Moses <laughs> was already complaining. As at Exodus 5, he has not even seen what happened in Exodus 5. No. In, in Exodus 5, he was already complaining. And said, ah, ah, why did you send me? In verse 23, he says, For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he has done more evil to the people. More evil is happening, and you are the one that sent me. Why did you send me? You know, if you were in the same situation, you'll be thinking, But God sent me to this place. God sent me to this place. God told me that I'm going to have this. But why is it looking like it's, I'm struggling to get it? That was the same kind of thing that Moses was facing here. That was the same thing. God simply reassured him and sent him back. God simply reassured him. In verse 6, verse 1, he said, The Lord said to Moses, Now thou shalt see what I will do to Pharaoh. So you must learn to always go back to God in prayers. Are you getting what I'm saying? Learn to go back to God in prayer and keep a spirit-filled words on your lips. Never speak discouragement. Never speak doubts. Never speak fear. Don't ever use your word. You live in a supernatural world. I've always told you. Don't ever use your words to say negativity. If you say you are a failure, you will have what you say. Mark 11 verse 24, it says, You shall have whatsoever you say. Proverbs make us to understand the power of death and life is in the tongue. The word is supernatural. It is not as natural as you think. Never utter negative utterances from your lips. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Never in 2023 don't utter negative utterances from your lips. Don't say, oh, it will not work out. That is what you will get. Don't say, oh, it will not go well. That is exactly what you will get. The world is supernatural. I don't want you to be ignorant of these facts. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That is why in Matthew 8, it says to the centurion, I tell to one to go, to another go. The centurion said, just speak your word. It says this, and the Bible made us to understand, that very minute as Jesus spoke his word, the, person, the servant was killed. That's to tell you that power is in your words. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, power is in your words. There's a statement. I don't know where I heard this from. They said, a man is a product of the words he has said or failed to say. 
A man is a product of the words he has spoken or failed to speak. So the reason why you are the way you are, check your words. Your words is, the, is, is measured with your life. Oh, it will not work out. That is why it's not working out. Oh, it will not go well. That's why it's not going well. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you will change your words. That is why you will stay full of prayer. You will never allow discouragement get into you. You will stay full of prayer. You will stay full of prayer. I told you last night, I said, believer's life is a life of prayer. Prayer is the only thing we have. It's the only alternative. There is no alternative to prayer. I have not seen it. You see, I'm telling you the truth. I'm a bondage person. If I have found an alternative to prayer, I'll have told you. There is no alternative. John Wesley said, it appears as though God will do nothing on earth except a man prays. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jacob said, the Bible made us understand, Jacob had great power with God because he prayed and supplicated. So you will stay full of prayer. So God simply assured Moses and Pharaoh to go back to Pharaoh. So in the time of attacks, believer must stand strong and not give up. So whenever Satan fight back, it is because he wants to show his power. It is because he is afraid. He is scared. The reason why Satan fights back, the reason why Satan deals with you, he puts that seed of discouragement to you to test you. Okay. Eh, so, Asher Oteli means you are not tough. So, then he keeps dealing with you. But imagine, he throws those seed of your and says, No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give up. What God has said must come to pass. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will stay that way. Because he is afraid, he is scared, he knows you are a Christian, he knows you are operating from a victory point. So he is only trying to get his, get you. That's why he says, the devil you have asked you, roaming about, seeking him to devour. So, it's just like when Jericho was shut up with fortified walls. It wasn't a show of power and might. Rhea confessed that everyone was in the land. In Joshua 2, verse 9 to 11. Joshua 2, verse 9 to 11. Let's go there quickly. Let's see something that, that happened there. Joshua 2, verse 9 to 11. Joshua 2, verse 9 to 11. He says, He said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that your terror is falling upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land will faint because of you. Look at what she said. She was speaking a faith-filled word. She said, See, guys, you know, do you know why Rehab is counted as, is, as one of the patriarchs in the faith? Because she uttered God's utterance. She saved the people. You know, she came, it's like saying, Joshua and all the spies came to the city. And they, and they knew they wanted to do God's plan. She told them, this is what she now said. She said, she said, I know that the Lord has given you this land. And that your terror is falling upon us. And that all the inhabitants of the land will faith because of you. That's a faith-filled word. He says, see, guys, I'm not going to be like other people that believe that um, um, God did not call you people. God, did not, uh, God is not using you. I believe that God is using you, Joshua. I believe that God wants to use you and take this land for us. And the Bible made us to record that Rhea the Harlot is now among the genealogy of Jesus Christ just because of a faithful word. 
In verse 10, she said, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. He says, that, that shows she believed. He says, He came out of Egypt and the two kings and all of those things. She says, Who oh, you utterly destroyed? So she was pertinent and she meant it. She said, As soon as we heard it in verse 11, that these things our hearts did meet, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and in the earth beneath. Because that is how the enemy works. The enemy does not assault and attack because he is bold, he is courageous, but because he is afraid. The enemy does not attack you because he is bold and courageous. No, he attacks you because he is afraid of you. He is afraid of you. You are a threat to him. You don't understand. You are born in his image. You are born in his likeness. You are a threat to him. You are a threat. You have believed the gospel. You are standing on the point of resurrection. So refuse to lose ground. Tell your neighbor, say refuse to lose ground. Refuse to lose ground. Don't lose ground. As you progress in this year, don't lose ground at all. See, shakings will come. Don't don't believe, don't don't believe anybody that will tell you it's going to be easy or true. It's a lie. It is never going to be easy or true this 2023. We are only going to trust God for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Shakings will come. Turmoils will come. Storm, storms will come. But we are going to stand strong. Mm-hmm. Tell your neighbor, say we are going to stand strong. Going to stand strong. We are not going to be discouraged. We are not going to be discouraged. Shakings will come. You will, see, will come. let me tell you, shakings will come. There will be times you will cry. There will be times you will be sad. There will be times you But you tell yourself, I know what God has said. This is still a multiplication season. This is still times of great things for me. How do you get to what I'm saying? You are still going to stand upon the word that God has said. Hallelujah. In Numbers 21, verse 4 to 5. 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 I'm still trying to view. <laughs> Numbers 21, verse 4 to 5. He says, and they journeyed from the Mount Or to the Red Sea to compass in the land of Adon. And the, and the soul of the people was much discouraged on the way. So as they were journeying, they were discouraged. In verse 5, the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore, he have brought us out of the children, out of Egypt, to die in the wilderness, for there is no bread, there is no water, and the soul no face in the bread. You know, they were discouraged. See, there's no bread, there's no water. You have brought us out of Egypt. You could have just let us to be suffering. And it is, the, and it is said that that journey from Egypt to Canaan ought to have been 35 to 40 days. But let me tell you, it took 40 years because of their rebellion. So let me tell you something. The devil does not mean you good. That's your discouragement phase. It will keep increasing your problem. Instead of you getting a solution. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was said that this journey they were supposed to go, supposed to take 35 to 40 days. But let me tell you, it took them 40 years because of the rebellion. 40 years. They were complaining. They did not remember what God said again. I tell you in 2023, don't forget what God has said. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't forget what God has said. Ensure you don't give a complaining attitude. Don't utter negative utterances over your life. Don't start speaking doubt. 
Don't start speaking fear. Don't start speaking worries. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's be seated. They became discouraged because the prophecy was taking too long to be fulfilled. They became discouraged. Ah, God, you said you were going to take us to the promised land. When are we getting to the promised land? When are we going to get to the promised land? A journey up to the promised land is supposed to take them 35 days to 40 days. Bridget, you know what happened? They kept going in cycles. Problem to another problem. Another problem. Another this. Because of their negative utterances. Because of discouragement. And that is how people live. A lot of people perished in that wilderness. A lot of people died. It was said that they did not make it to the promised land. It's their children, children that entered it. They could have seen it, but their children, children entered it. That's why the Bible made us that they perished in the wilderness. It was another generation that entered now, Joshua's generation. Because they will say, the prophecy is taking too long. Why, why did God say that and it has not come to pass? Why has this happened and it has not come to pass? And that is the pitfall that many of us must be wary of. Many a times, our hands are feast on the passage of time rather than the integrity of God's infallible word. I don't know about you, but see, I trust God. See, if he has said it, it will come to pass. Ha! <laughs> I don't know about you, but you know what God has said to you. You know what God has been saying to you. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. But don't be discouraged. Are you hearing me? There will be troubles. There will be red seas you have to pass. There will be... You will have to cross a lot of red seas. You will have to... You will have to, you will have to battle Pharaoh. You will have to battle a lot, but stand strong. Always remember that it will come to pass. But listen, don't let it come to pass when you are 90, 90 years. Don't let it start coming to pass when you are 100 years. That will be too late. Something that is supposed to take them 35 to 40 days started taking them 40 years. Ah! That's why you see some people, they will be telling you, I don't know many people, they will tell you, ah! I wish the money I have now, I've had it when I was younger. What if I met people like that? Ah, it may not be our portion. Amen. So, it appears as though we are just moving in cycles because we are not seeing any result. And Satan often capitalizes on that to affect our heart with discouragement. So, when you are not seeing results, your disciples are not growing. You are not, okay, you, okay, you are prayed, increase, okay, this, okay, that, my business, my this. And it's as though, it's as, you know, there's, there's this statement, it's as though God is quiet, nothing is happening. You just be discouraged. I'm not going to church again. I'm not praying again, Joe. Let me just be watching Netflix. Let me just be living life as Inshallah vibes. Let me just be doing what I want to do. You know what the devil do? He now capitalize on that and start dealing with you. You are not, see, 2020, we are going to pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We started fasting already. We are not doing New Year. We started fasting. We are going to pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are going to pray. Nothing that God has said, we fail. Amen. See, see, let me tell you, his word has never failed from Genesis. 
it will not fail in our today. Amen. He said the seed of the woman will bruise the head of serpent. He took it four thousand years. It still came to pass. Jesus still came. The word did not fail. Are you getting what I'm saying? It did not fail. So we have to be stronger. I've told you, the scriptures are written for our learning. If you read in Romans 12, it says, when we read the scripture, look at Romans 12 verse 4. Quickly, 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 quickly. Romans 12 verse 4. Romans 12 verse 4. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. No, not so. Uh, not so. It's Romans, it's Romans 10. Ah, no, not 10. Uh, I'm looking for scriptures are written for our learning. Fifteen verse four, right? So fifteen verse four, right? All right, fifteen verse four. Let's look at fifteen verse four. Romans fifteen verse four. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. So when listen, so when it says so, so many things are written at four times, it's referring to what was written in the scriptures. They are written for what? So that we, with true patience and comfort of the situation, by have hope. So when we read all of these things in the Bible, what are they written for? So we are not going to make their mistakes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So if you want to do anything tangible with God, you have to learn patience. You have to learn to be consistent. You have to learn patience and consistency. God is never in the east. You are the one in the east. He has been before time and he will be after time. So many a times we give room to discouragement because we are looking at the clock. We are looking at, ah, it's already 12 now. It's supposed to have happened now. No, don't be in the east. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Don't be in the east. Put your eyes on God's word. Tell your neighbor, say, put your eyes on God's word. A man in the haste will never walk with God. A man in the haste will never walk with God. God is long-suffering. God is patient. So, <laughs> what he has said will still come to pass. But you are the one that will not stay discouraged. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will keep trusting. You will keep hoping. You will keep staying strong. Hallelujah. Yes, because he's not in the earth. So, God has planned from the beginning that he will become a man. In Galatians 4 verse 4, it says, When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. But there was a timing to it. He had to come at the right time. So, focus on ensuring that you are doing what you ought to be doing. Don't stay and keep, okay, this thing is not working out. This thing is not working out. This is you are just there and you are just there. It's not working out. It's not working out. Okay, I know it's not working out. Have you prayed? Are you trusting on God's word? Or you are discouraged? Stay consistent. Stay patient. What he has said, we do what? But I know something. That this 2023, Prophecies that are angry come to pass. Amen. Amen. That this year, what God has said, a lot of it will come to pass. Amen. Let's be serious. A lot of it will come to pass. Ah, it will. 
It's me. In Deuteronomy 1, verse 28, 21 to 28, you will see that God said, God said that he will give them the land. He will give them the land for their inheritance and they will possess it. For instance, in our nation, just like in Rochester, in New York today, you know that God has great plans for us in this country. Yes, sir. He does. A good number of us know it. We've been praying. We know that the glory of God will fill this nation. We know that America will, America will be saved. We know it. We are going to stay on it. And we see it won't be now. It won't be when we are dead that we will start saying that we will start hearing it in heaven that the whole of North America is saved. No, in our lifetime. Are you getting what? It was recorded. Charles Finney came to this same city in 1830 to 1831. 60,000 population in this same Rochester and the entire 60,000 was saved. It can happen again. <laughs> it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Are you getting what I'm saying? It can happen again. A whole city. It was recorded that in this same Rochester. If you greet somebody yesterday and wish a start on it, they will tell you we'll see each other in church tomorrow. Ah! Well, it doesn't look like it right right now. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. We have seen it before. It can happen again. Hallelujah. Praise the so Lord. we are not going to be discouraged. Yes. So when we see atheists, we see Buddhists, we see Sikhism and Animism, we see all of those pagan religions, it can happen again. Amen. Hallelujah. It can happen again. Because we are praying. We have prayed. We are still going to pray. So when we see killings, we see shootings happening all around us, it's still going to happen. We are not going to stay complaining and say, ha, ah, they kill people yesterday, they shoot people yesterday. No, it's still going to happen. Hallelujah. We will stay strong. So when we read certain things, we will not get our minds agitated. We have to learn to guard our hearts. We have to learn to guard it. So that we are not going to be filled with the spirit of discouragement. So that shows as you progress in this year, social media is good, but be careful. So that as you are seeing those false news, you are not, your mind is not beating and saying, hey, things, bad things are just happening. No, bad things are just happening. No, I don't know why it is happening. You know, the truth is that many great and mighty things happening are happening in this generation. There are men, I believe, who have still not bowed their knees to bow, who are still praying somewhere. I believe it. There are men who are still trusting God for salvation. There are men who are still there. It's not all that bad. You just don't know them. Hallelujah. So, we must ensure that we are wise. It's just like our 10 people gave evil report of Canaan. And the multitudes believed them. And when they got to go to the promised land, it, does, it didn't look like what the ten people said. Joshua now appointed, Joshua was appointed by, 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 by Moses to lead the nation. And one of the things that the Lord told him in Joshua 1, verse 6 to 9, let's go there. Joshua 1, verse 6 to 9. Joshua 1, verse 6 to 9. So you must avoid discouragement, right? Is it making sense? Right? Yes, 
Just around verse 6 to 9. What did he say? He said, be strong and of good courage. So I say this to you today. Be strong and of a good courage. Are you getting it? For unto the people that shall divide the inheritance of the land which I swore to the Father to give them, only be strong and what? Courageous. You cannot follow God in discouragement. You can't. You cannot walk with God and be discouraged. You have to be discouraged. You have to be courageous. So, as we progress, your disciples, your ministry locations, your various places, be courageous. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be courageous. It is going to come to pass. In verse 9, he says, Have I not commanded thee? Be strong, be courage, be of a good courage, for be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for thy Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. So to be courageous is the opposite of discouragement. So why was Joshua admonished that way? Moses was Joshua's neighbor. He knew that it would take him a lot. You know, Moses went through a lot in the hands of the children of Israel. He knew that, ah, he's about to face another battle. So the only instruction they gave him is, be courageous. Be courageous. And he's supposed to lead that same people. How would this all see? He had to be courageous. So for some of us, sometimes, we see bad things happen to people we hold in high esteem. Some people, especially now that Celebrity marriage, you are, you are looking at social media and marriages of celebrities are crashing. You are not thinking, ah, my relationship is going to crash. Why is that you? Why, why is that your problem? Why, why is that your problem? You are joining the social media and say, everybody will show breakfast. Ah, ah, a believer. You are looking at social media and say, ah, they lay off 3,000 people at work. They say, ah, he's coming to me too soon. Ah, what was your problem? You say, eh, that person, they've had church since this and they've not even had disciple, nothing. You say, hey, why is that your own? Satan wants to use all of those informations to discourage you. But some of you, that is what you are feeding up. That celebrity issue. Hey, hey, hey. They call something, um, what do they call it? Jesus. These lovers, and you went there to go and look for Jesus. You find what you are looking for. They say something is Jesus lover. You go there, and they have never given a good news before in that place. You say, eh? Uh-huh. Wow. What a wow. They say something is a local fool. You three are. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's for those of you that don't understand you. <laughs> you know, the Satan wants to use those. You have to guard your heart. Satan wants to use all of those things to discover you so you don't be sitting on your own. That's how it happened to that person. You. Mm. Mm. And it has not happened to you yet, oh. <laughs> you already said that's how it happened to that person. <laughs> do, you know that, do you know what has happened? He has shorting you. You are checking that church. You are saying, they've been around for 10 years. Nothing has happened. What was I in? I don't check what is going on in other people's ministry. What's my business with it? I focus on my own. I'm thinking of how we are going to enter Mexico. You are not telling me. 
What was happening at that church? What's my business with it? We just got an opening in Qatar. We are trusting God that we will enter Qatar soon. We are not telling me what's happening in Qatar. What's my own with that? All I want is increase, progress, expansion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm praying for. You, you know, expect that. I will not be checking. That thing happened to one pastor. What's my business with it? If it is a pastor I like, I will pray for the person. Because what the devil wants in those bad press is to put a stigma in your face. So when you are listening to that pastor, what will be on your mind will be the bad things he has done. He is a man now. He can make mistakes. The holy perfect being is Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? So stay encouraged. Tell your neighbor. Say, stay encouraged. So, you must eat the admonitions that was given to Joshua. You must be strong. 2023, you must be strong. You must be courageous. You will not fail. Hallelujah. I'm praying for you. You will not fail. Amen. Your assignment, you will not fail. Amen. Various ministry. Amen. You will fulfill God's plan for your life. This 2023 prophecies will speed up. Amen. In the name of God. Your assignment will not be aborted. What God has called you to do. Why God brought you to this? It will not be aborted. Amen. We are going to have things in their interest. Amen. 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 There was Elijah. As I begin to run up, there was Elijah. He took on 1850 prophet of Baal and Asherah. He had proven to Israel that the only Yahweh is God. He called down fire. He says, if I be a man of God, let fire fall. And it burnt and killed all the prophets of Baal. But what happened? <laughs> this is somebody. He has dealt with the whole city. He has held the entire city over. 850, 850, prophet of Baal. He dealt with them. <laughs> he finished them. But what happened? This is somebody that has prayed for rain. That rain will not fall for three and a half years. And the earth listed. <laughs> but the devil knew where to get him. Jezebel. <laughs> Jezebel sent a message, threatening to kill him. And Elijah was already exhausted and tired. Ah, brother, you held a city bound for three years. At your word, there was no rain. There was no. You killed 8050 prophet of God. That is all the idol worshippers. You dealt with them. So the city was receptive to you. Jezebel does say, I'm going to kill you. And the guy was tired. Ah! The guy was exhausted. That's strange. The guy, look at first, look at first King 19, verse 1 to 4. He 
was like the burden of the only, it became discouraged. He wanted to die. It, it was like the burden of the entire nation is on him. It was like, it's just like, ah, the burden of the entire family is on you. I don't know what to do again. Ah, I don't, ah, I'm so tired. I don't know. He was becoming overwhelming. He felt all alone. Ah, look at him. In 1 Kings 19.1, he had told Jezebel that Elijah, all that Elijah had done, and without I had slain all the prophets with the sword. Look at in verse 2. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me more so. So if I make not my life <laughs> as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time, <laughs> verse 3, he says, and when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. <laughs> and he came to Bathsheba, and beloved to Jesus, and left the servant there. And he went himself a day's journey into the wilderness, and came there and sat himself. And he requested for himself that he might die. He said, Lord, just came. Oh yeah, I'm tired. And some of us can reach that point. We've prayed. We've done everything. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm just, Lord, just kill me. I want to die. I'm just tired of, there's nothing, there's nothing about life. Life is not meaningful again. Let me go. That was what Elijah was facing here. Let me go. I'm tired. It just a, you don't understand. If Elijah should have died, 80, 50 gods should have killed him. Not a woman's threat. I don't even care what I'm saying. If he should have died, at least the rain and the thunder should have fallen upon him alone. This is somebody that, even when he wanted to run, Ahab took us. He used his leg. He got to his destination before he had. The power of God. But the woman also said, hey, you have dealt with the gods, have you? If you do not take my life, I will take you home tomorrow. <laughs> and the guy was discouraged. He said, God, just kill me. I'm already tired. I've done so many miracles. You have done this. Okay. Well, this answer has not come to pass yet. This is not about the okay. Now, Lord, deal with me. But the truth is that many of us find ourselves in Elijah's shoes. Things become overwhelming. Things become difficult. We are waging war on different fronts. Different as we are dealing with this battle, this one is finishing, another one is coming. As we are finishing this one, another one is coming. And such a time like that, we have to draw on God's unfailing strength. We have to draw from the strength. That's why you have to lean on the brother. You have to lean. That's the essence of being in a local church. You have to be in that company so that you are strengthened. I explained to you on Saturday what the local church is all about. Elijah had to go on the fasting mode. He had to run for his life. So he had to go on the fast at Mount Oreb and he returned back refurbished. He returned back refreshed. He returned back re-energized. Because fellowship will always strengthen you. So as you are feeling discouraged, don't miss church service. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, that yes, is God. where you will just stretch from. You cannot do it alone. God, I used to tell you something. If God wanted us to be alone, he would have created everything so that you be alone. You need help. I need help just like you need help. Are you getting what I'm saying? If he created, if he wanted man to be alone, God could have done it that he would just have created only Adam. There would not have been a man's picture and a woman's picture. 
But he wanted man to meet so that they will reproduce and give birth to a child. He never wanted man to be alone. It has not been in his plan. So that is the essence of the gathering of believers. We will draw strength from there. We will get energized in the days of trouble. Are you getting what I'm saying? We'll build our, our we'll, we'll get fortified from there. So that is why. And we saw that in, in, in Isaiah 40 yesterday, where he said, those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount with wings like eagles. They shall run and never, they shall, they shall run and not be weary. Hallelujah. So we draw strength from there. We draw strength from there. In Isaiah 42, verse 1 to 4, in verse 4, it says, He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he has set his judgment on it, and the eyes shall wait for his Lord. So, we must avoid discouragement. Tell your neighbor, we must avoid discouragement. We must avoid discouragement. We must. We must avoid discouragement. The Father has put all these measures in place. Because he knows that there are experiences to cause us to be discouraged. So he has set us to be in a company. He has set us to be in a church. He has set us to be in a gathering. Just like even Jesus. Jesus also was rejected and discouraged by the very people he came to serve. John 1.11. He says he came to his people and the people received him not. That is enough to make Jesus discouraged. Because you should know that Satan will always use rejections to bring discouragement. They denied you that um, um, something, it's so that you will be discouraged. They denied you this, it's so that you will get discouraged. He denied you that, it's so that you will get discouraged. He will steer men to also oppose you and reject the message that you are preaching. So many times, in your ministry location, you want to preach, you will still men to say, you are a cultist, leave, you are this, go, go preach. He's so that you will get discouraged. But you know, God told you, this place will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God, just as the water covers the sea. So you must know this very end and refuse to be discouraged. So in the midst of rejection, you keep at it. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the midst of opposition, you do what? You keep at it. So... Yes, you were denied that thing in the natural. You do what? You keep at it. Yes, you were denied that thing. You keep at it. You must keep at it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, you were, they, they told you not to preach in that place. You keep at it. Yes, they told you not to preach the gospel in that place. You keep at it. You must not back down. Yes, sir. You cannot allow the devil to have the final win. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, I have made up my mind. It is, you see, the devil's own is the problem. My own is the power. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, His own is the problem, my own is the power. Yes, he can never win. He can, he can never, never win. win. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, it's not possible. It is not possible. He cannot win. He cannot See, win. he knows he can't win. That's why he's trying what he's trying. He knows that he has lost. That's why he's trying what he's trying. He cannot win. Are you getting what I'm saying? So yours is the power. His own is the problem. So always know that you are more than conquerors. You are victorious. You are standing tall. So never be discouraged. You must keep at it. You must keep at it. Even his siblings, when he rose from the dead, that is when they believed the gospel. James, Jude, even they sought to kill them. In Acts 
Verse 7, it says, the word of God increased and multiplied. Even Jesus' disciples betrayed him. Another denied him. All the disciples abandoned him. Yet, he was arrested. He was out. You know, Jesus could have been discouraged. But you know, upon after the resurrection, he came back to them. He spent 40 days with them. But guess what? Look at the result. Because of those 12 guys, we, I am preaching the gospel today. If he was discouraged and said, this one that denied me, this one that rejected me, this one that this one that, I'm not even coming to them again. I'm not going back again. After the resurrection, he came back, woke up on the day, and went to spend 40 days with them. That's, be, that's keeping at it. That's keeping at it. And those 12 guys became 12 apostles. They reached the entire world. And because of them, you and I can safely have Christianity today. Because one person chose not to be discouraged. So, it is going to happen to everybody. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Experiences will happen to you. Different things will happen to you. Betrayals will happen to you. You will get out. You will get abandoned. You will get everything. You will feel alone. Jesus had similar experience. Jesus was alone on the cross. All the disciples have let him. You will have those things. But you will trust God. You will trust God. That God will give you faithful people. God will give you faithful men. You will have disciples who will leave you. You will labor over them. You have done so many things over them. You have prayed for them. You preach for them. They don't tell you, I'm not doing it. Jesus faced the same. You will choose not to be discouraged. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will go for another one. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will go for another one. You will go for another one. You have people that you have labored over. You've preached to. You've groomed them. You've done so many things. you taught them everything. you do this. You just say, I don't like you. Your face is annoying me. <laughs> see, your face is annoying me. See, we don't like you again. But you will stay. You will continue. You will keep at it. Yes, sir. <laughs> you keep at it. Hallelujah. Yes, I remember when we started ministry years ago. They used to tell us, they used to say, they told me to my face. The woman that ordained me told me to my face. She said, Ah, you are a failure. Ah. I said, eh? I went to cry. But you know what? I made sure that I was not a failure. That word did not come to pass. Yes, sir. <laughs> I went to meet her last year. I said, now nah, I have started a church. She said, ah, it's not possible that I will lay it so you will not do it. But you told me I was a failure. <laughs> you will keep at it. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, you will keep at it. I know so many people are wishing me to be. Oh, some of you know them. You, some of you know them. Some people are wishing us evil as you are, as we are now. They are just wishing that nothing will work well for us, nothing will go well for us. It's a lie. Things will go well. <laughs> you don't do that thing. As if they pay them, if they sweet us. <laughs> so there are some people that, I'm not joking. No. They are that they are, they are monitoring us on social media. As I post something on WhatsApp like this, they are the first to check it. Ah, what is he posting? Why is he not posting anything about church? Why is he not... Oh, you <laughs> You will stay lost. I you get what I'm saying. So people are just waiting. Ah, what are they doing? What are they doing? What is going on? They are not even loud. They are not even loud. We are already in Qatar. Multiply yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. 
So you must refuse Toad to be discouraged. Yes, sir. You get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You must refuse. So Toad, I remember they told Chiawaka, they said, Chiawaka, you are going to pay. You are going to return back. It's not going to possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. Except God did not call me. I know and I heard his voice. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you must stay on his word. Refuse discouragement. Refuse it. Jesus faced the same. The Bible says in John, John 1 verse 11, he came to his word and he came to his own and they received him not. In Mark 6, he says Jesus could not do so many miracles in his own hometown because the people did not receive him. But yet, he is the one we are worshipping today. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, that is why these Jews, don't have, they have problem with us. They are still waiting for a Jesus. Because they are, they, they lack dishonor. They are in dishonor. They are saying, ah, is it not that guy that was born in our house? They are still waiting for a second Jesus. And we, we are receiving miracle from the Jesus that has not come. Huh. They are saying, is it not that one? Ah, Mary. Is, we, I can show you Mary's house now. <laughs> so you want to tell me that that's the person that died for our sin. <laughs> and that person today is the reason why we are worshipping God. Glory to God. So they are waiting for a Messiah. We have believed in Messiah already. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you must stay courageous. Tell your neighbor, say you must stay courageous. You, you must, must stay, stay courageous. courageous. In Luke 9, verse 4 to 5, he says, as I begin to round up now, he says, and whatsoever has you enter, and they abide. Look, let's go there. Luke 9. I want you to read it. Because as we preach the gospel, we are going to intensify with preaching the gospel also. We are going to intensify with the work of the ministry. We are going to be loud on evangelism, loud on outreaching, loud on prayer. Oh God, we are going to pray. We are going to pray. So if they chased us from a building because our voice was out, loud on prayer, it's going to get louder. Uh, we would rather go and buy a camp meeting and now be our own service. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Look at Luke 9, verse 4 to 5. We will not stop praying. It's not possible. And we can't stop. It's not what what we what what will be of our life without prayer. I can't imagine it. The devil is just going to you know the devil is looking for how to deal with us. But the reason why he can't is because eh? <laughs> we have built wall of fire around our face. Then we will not say, guys, you know, let's just be doing barbecue song. Ah, <laughs> Look now, verse 4 to 5. And whatsoever house ye enter into, there abide and thanks depart. He said, Whatsoever they do not receive you, when you go out on that, just shake up your dust. Shake up your dust. And do what? Dust your feet from them. And do what? And testimony. Go. So if they do not receive you in that place, go to another place. Yes, sir. They will receive you there. Yes, sir. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. One thing I've learned in life and ministry, I've been doing this thing for a while, and I can tell you, it's all not hearing me today. It's somebody very close that is to hear you. And it is to pay the person. I've known it. I need like the back of my palm. If you decide to reject my message like this, it is somebody that is going to be very close to you that will receive it. And the person will be very loud on it and take it on his head. You will not be angry. <laughs> how God works. I've seen this thing happen over the years. And that's how God works. You, you, chose, you chose not to 
believe you are fine. I am not caught to everybody. They fine. Okay. Go your way. But don't worry. Give it some years. Somebody very close will be the one shouting and telling you, ah, this and that and that. You know what I'm saying? What's so special about the person? You know what? You, what you have dishonored, somebody is honoring you. If you don't want to not receive you in the city, go to the next place. Don't waste your time on people that are not receptive. Go to the next place. The word of God will progress. Yes, he says the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of God. Yes. Just, just, just as the glory of God covers the sea, it will happen. It's God's plan. Hallelujah. It's God's plan. You choose not to come to church tomorrow. Another person will come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Another person will come. It's you. Are we... It's, are we collecting your money? No! Hallelujah! Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yes, that is it! You say you are not listening to us again because our, we have beards. Oh, our voices, because we pray too much. Because of this. Another person will come and pray. It's me that will be discouraged. At this stage of my life and ministry, it's not possible. Go! Somebody will fill your seat. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In 2020, you want to threaten me and say, you know, you know. go! <laughs> somebody, is, somebody is warm enough to come and fill your seat. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, but we are going to stay strong. Yes, we are going to stay strong. Yes, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Nations are already begging us to come. So you are not telling us, hey, go and do that. We don't have your time. Another person will warm up the seat and do the work faithfully. That is it. That's ministry for you. Because God's word cannot suffer. If there's something I've known like the back of my palm is that God's, it was the pandemic that opened it up for me. During the pandemic, when churches closed down, it looked, then I was serving in the church as an Islam pastor. And those things just went difficult. We couldn't pay church rent. Things, people just started sending money to church. I was started paying rent. First rent, second rent. I was telling the pastor, I was like, ah, is this how God works? The pastor says, as far as God has called a man, the world cannot suffer. I know that thing at the back of my palm. It cannot suffer. He will always make provision for his work. So as you are preaching, as you are ministering to the ministry to people, they chase you from one room, go to the next room. They chase you from one room, go to the next one. Men will be receptive. The, see, let me tell you. The word, let me tell you what God told us. The word will spread. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, God has called. We are just getting started. The word will spread all over. So if you choose to not hear it now, you will hear it tomorrow. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? If you choose not to hear what we are preaching now, you will hear it tomorrow. At that time, it may be too late. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I used to know them when they used to be in uh, that city room. Ah, child. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You know, some of you that have been with me for years, you know how we started now? You know, we used to, from 86 Street, I don't remember 86 Street. I think that was when you came. That was about five years ago. 86 Street. We used to, you know, that, we used to have meetings in Corridor, right? Yes, we see see that Corridor, you were there. Corridor, that was about five years ago. Corridor, we just hold by no feet. Hostel, we don't open it like this, don't we? Hallelujah. Praise God. So who stood up? Left. Now, those people that stood up and left then, I didn't know this shit out Guy, no, guys, those ones that stood up and left those times, I didn't know reaching out to you today. That is it. If the word of God will grow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. 
but you must refuse to score it. If I have been discouraged, then I'll be saying, ah, God. Eh? You know, I remember that they were, I think we were teaching gifts of the Spirit. And some people just, I think it was, you know, I don't want to mention names, so that in case they hear the message. They <laughs> <laughs> just, just stood up and they were, they were posting the other. Why, why should we speak in tongues? This is a hazard. It's in the Bible now. <laughs> I did not write the Bible. <laughs> did I write it? I know after that they did not come to church again. Are they not begging for your help now? That is it. The word of God be good. Especially when God has planted you somewhere. You are now resisting where God has planted you. Well done. Rich kid. <laughs> Benefit child. <laughs> Hallelujah. Transformed. <laughs> Amen. 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 So they went to other cities. They went there. Jesus told them to shake up their dust. But look at their message today. Are we not preaching it? Imagine those 12 guys has been discouraged. We will not have the Bible and preaching the message today. Look at all the oppositions that Paul went through. All the opposition. You almost all the half of the letters were written in prison. But do you know that to today, that prison letters is being read all over the world. <clears throat> he didn't foresee it, but that is God's how God works. He wrote those letters in prison. He did not foresee that today in New York we'll be reading that letter. He wrote a letter to Timothy telling him, fight the good fight. This and that. A personal letter. He did not foresee that. If he knew that the world will read the letter, I'm sure he would have written it better. But those letters now are now doctrine and Bible to us. That is how God works. Never. St- but you know what? The Bible says, Paul said, I have fought the good fight of it. He stated the age. He said, I have finished my course. He says, a crown is laid upon me. Because he knew, ah, okay, I've done. He fought to the end. And that is how you must be as a Christian. You must never give up. Tell your neighbor, say, I must never give up. I must never give up. You must help me too not to give up. You must help me too not to give up. Exactly. <laughs> never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Look at it in Luke, in Luke 9, verse 28 and 32. Jesus took the disciples to go and pray. They kept sleeping. They kept sleeping. They kept sleeping. In Matthew 26, verse 36 to 40. They kept sleeping. He woke them up. Yet, they failed. They failed though. But look at what happened. They have become the apostles today. And those are the kind of guys they are. So please, don't be discouraged. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. This is God's. This is how God works. You know, after about three years of ministry, Jesus did ministry, discipled men for three years. He still had the Thomas doubting. He still had the Peter deny. He still had the Judas who will kill himself and sell him. He still had all of those sort of disciples who were still arguing and everything. But those men became pillars of the gospel. So don't give up on those men you are preaching on to preach it. Don't give up on anybody. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is going, they are going to become pillars tomorrow. Don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep preaching. Keep praising them. Keep doing what God has done. Keep praying for them. Keep Keep, keep at it. Don't give up. It, they are going to become mighty men tomorrow. Amen. So, and these are the men we read. They are the ones that now took the church in the book of Acts. So, please, don't be discouraged. Be patient with the men that God has sent you to. 
and you will see the kind of fruit that you desire. So if you are not seeing it yet, keep preaching. Keep training. Keep praying. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those of you in our other churches that came here, keep praying. Keep teaching. In case you have raised people that are vaccinated and all of those things, I said that was a capitalize on that, just keep at it. Because a shepherd must have the heart of a sheep. Must have the heart for the sheep. He must. He must. So you must keep at it. So there are people who will do everything. You love them, you train them, you raise them, and they will turn out badly. It will hurt you, but you must not be discouraged. You must not be discouraged. So, as I close, God has always backed his people up. He has always left us with his spirits. He has backed us up. But the devil will always try to want to hinder it. But you must not be discouraged. 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 Tell your neighbor, say you must not be discouraged. You must not be discouraged. You must not be discouraged. So never think something is wrong with you. Never. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Never think something is wrong with you. Think both steps. Try again. Tread both steps. Try again. It is going to work out well. Stop thinking, oh, maybe because I did not I did not do this. Maybe because I did not do that. That's why this is going well. Maybe because I maybe because I sinned. That is why no. Nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. You are going to try again. You are going to try again. And it is going to work out. Yes, I say to you, by the Spirit of God, this 2023 is a year of multiplication. Amen! Wild I'm not praying. I'm, not t- I'm telling you what is happening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a year of multiplication. Yes, sir. Wild harvest by the Spirit yes, sir. of God. And you will see increase on every side. Amen. It is going to happen. Amen. The prophecies that has had. That seem as though you have been stuck. You have been restricted to a fix. You have been restricted to a move. They are all going to align to your to your good in this year. Amen. Amen. Let's just pray. Let's <laughs> 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 <laughs>